The breaking news this morning in Milwaukee is that the Bucks have fired Adrian Griffin. That came out yesterday afternoon. There had been cracks, there had been rumblings, there had been talk of issues and conflict. And, and to be fair, you could see it on the floor. You could see it with guys coming in and out of timeouts and not knowing exactly what they were doing. You could see that there was frustration. There are a lot of stories rolling out now, even the one about Giannis after a game, being up at the whiteboard with an assistant coach trying to draw up plays and figure out after a loss, I believe I read, what went wrong. Not that that's that unusual, but like... There was all kinds of stuff that was percolating around this team, and nobody is closer here at Good Karma Brands than Eric Name, who joins us now in studio. So, Eric, I assume you were not surprised by this, that it happened. Maybe the timing was a little bit surprising. What was your reaction when the news broke yesterday? Yeah, I mean, I think this season just got to a spot where you kept waiting for the growth to show up, right? Like, I think everyone in the organization knew you hire a first-time head coach, there's going to be growing pains. Uh, but if there's something painful, you're hoping to grow out of it. And I think once the Bucks got to January, you got to a spot where that growth just wasn't coming through. You, you look at what they've been doing defensively, it's just a, a terrible... Oh, they've been doing things defensively? <laughs> That's a fair point. Uh, it's been really rough, this, this entire kind of, I guess, the entire year of 2024. And it starts with the Pacers beating them up on January 1st. And then you go down the line where they can't figure out the Pacers issue. And then, you know, you go to Houston on January 6th after you had just snuck out a win against the lowly Spurs, snuck out a win, managed to get that one. You go to Houston, you get embarrassed. Giannis goes crazy, calls for everyone's job, including the equipment manager. And it is just like, the defense. What are we doing on defense? We have to figure out what's going on on defense. And, and and I think everyone believed, okay, Giannis gives an impassioned speech. He says, we have to be better on defense. You are expecting hair on fire, amazing defensive performance. And they give up 11 threes to the Utah Jazz on the very next game. On Monday night, after that Saturday rant, from Giannis, they come back home Monday. Utah give hits eleven of sixteen threes in the first quarter, and, and I just think along the way there just wasn't the growth that everyone was hoping to see because everyone understood. Hey, the personnel has changed quite a bit. We're not going to be the same defensive team that we were under Mike Boonholzer, and we don't want to be. We want to do different things. We want to try different things. We want to switch more. Uh, we want to throw in some zone. We want to we want to do all these things, but in the end. The results just weren't there from the defense. And then offensively, while they are scoring a lot of points and and they can do that very well, uh, a lot of it is just on on their talent. It isn't you know this cohesive kind of unit, and the Bucks haven't seen that yet. And ultimately, it was just too much for for John Horst and for ownership. Eric, when did you realize this thing was going sideways? Is it all the way back to Stotts? Did that raise your eyebrows and go, ah, that's. I mean, it certainly wasn't good like, <laughs> like, to to have a situation where, and obviously at the athletic, we had reported kind of the the incident that occurs at shoot around. Um, like for that to happen, obviously, as we reported then, it wasn't that specific an incident. It wasn't just a single argument at shoot around about where you should be or you know the level of respect that you should show the head coach or the level of respect that you should show a former head coach that's now one of your assistants. It, it wasn't that single incident. It was kind of that buildup. And to me, that signaled like, all right, maybe you know Adrian Griffin isn't handling this situation as best as, you, as he could because you bring in 
a, a longtime head coach like Terry Stotts for a reason. Like that is supposed to be the veteran voice that is helping him out and, and helps him through some of these growing pains that I talked about uh, in that first answer. But I, I just think you start there and then it just kind of goes down the line where, again, it could be framed as this is growth and this is getting better, but I think when you look at the first four games of the season, they're wanting, they're running one defensive scheme, and the players literally have to tell Adrian Griffin, stop it. We're, we're not going to have Brooke Lopez trapping pick and rolls out the three-point line. Just put him by the rim. He's the runner-up to defense player. Just put him by the rim and let him block shots. And again, uh, you could frame it as, wow, Good job by the coach recognizing, listening to his players. It's good that the players, you know, feel a level of ownership. Or you could frame it as that was a bad idea from the start. Everyone knows Brooke Lopez shouldn't be doing that. Why were you trying to do that? So, uh, true. I, I think throughout this entire season, there was just these moments where it was like, all right, that is a first time head coach's mistake. But it, it would have really been great if he didn't make that. There's been first-time head coaches that haven't had these mistakes over and over and over again. And I, I just think, again, it, it just built up to this moment where, where now you're looking at a team that, even though they are 30-13, and 13, second-best record in the NBA, uh, John Horst just didn't feel like they were making enough growth. You, Sham, Sam Amick, great piece over at The Athletic, um, kind of talking about how Doc Rivers has been an informal consultant for Adrian Griffin over the last month yeah, or so. Yeah, whoa, 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 hold on on that. <laughs> That was a crazy bombshell. Yeah. That the Bucks had gone, that they had outsourced guidance for their head coach. Now, again, you had made the point about Terry Stotts. Maybe they had insourced guidance, <laughs> <That's> <laughs> right. right? But then they were outsourcing guidance from an ESPN analyst. Right. Like, I'm sorry. I had a very like shocked reaction to that development. So I just want to make sure that everybody out there is understanding. <laughs> the Bucks had had Doc Rivers basically on a retainer right. of like, step in and assist and guide and help navigate this situation. Am I reading that correctly? You are. Yeah. I mean, it, and it, it does speak to, I think to the Terry Stotts situation, like that was what Terry Stotts was brought in to do. And they weren't able to make that relationship work. Maybe it was seeing too much of each other, maybe whatever. However, these things work, that didn't work out. And they needed to go back and find another veteran voice. And Doc Rivers was the guy that they chose. So whose idea a was it? And B, did the players know that Doc was consulting on the side? Yeah, so, I mean, obviously Doc is around the team in Las Vegas. Like, as I'm walking the tunnels in Las Vegas, I oh, there's Doc Rivers. He went by because he's broadcasting games. He's in Las Vegas. So whether or not they knew it was informal consulting, I'm sure they saw like, oh, there's Doc and Adrian Griffin going to Oh, you're to talking go, about the in-season tournament? Right, to, to go talk about something or whatever it may be, right? Mm-hmm. Like, so again, do they quote unquote know that at that point he's an informal consultant? Probably not, but they also know that he's talking to Griff. And ultimately, I think when you're when you're looking at that role, the big idea there is, hey, Griff needs some help. Who's someone that we know has the experience and a championship? And oh, by the way, he's worked with superstars up and down the league. He's worked with modern superstars and Harden and Embiid. He's worked with older superstars and Kevin Garnett and Paul Pierce. Like He's ran the gamut, and he can hopefully help impart some of that knowledge uh, uh, onto Griff. And so for who did it within the organization, that's a spot where you're looking at, at the Rolodex of John Horst, and you're looking through ownership, and you're trying to figure out who are people that we know 
one that are available, right? Like there's a lot of coaches <laughs> that are coaching right now. So so you can't talk to those guys. So, you know, how do you find someone that has all those things that I'm talking about, but also is available to to actually be able to serve in that role. He's Eric Name. We're going to hold on to him here on Jen, Gabe, and Chua because we want to continue breaking down this breaking news about Adrian Griffin being fired by the Milwaukee Bucks. Figure out what went wrong and try to figure out what's next. Stick around. We'll be back in two minutes. Continuing to following to follow the news out of the Milwaukee Bucks, Adrian Griffin is out of a job. The Bucks are looking for a new head coach. Might not be looking for very long. I mean, there were reports yesterday that they had found their guy. We are not confirming that report or acknowledging that that is the reality. Just that the Bucks are in the process of likely hiring a new head coach relatively soon. And Chu, you had a question about how long it can take. We're here with Eric Name of The Athletic, who is answering our question and hopefully yours. You had a question about how long it can take for a new thing to kind of gel, right, bud? Yeah, Eric, I just want to know how difficult it is to do this. I mean, it, you, you see coordinators get fired in football all the time, but they have to promote from within because they can't bring in a coach from the outside and introduce a whole new offense or a whole new defense. There's just not enough hours in the day. How difficult is this going to be for the Bucks, and how long is it going to take for them to come up to speed where they're playing like they should be? Yeah, I think from a timing perspective, um, I mean, almost ideally, you wish it would have happened last week. Um, you look at an NBA schedule, there's very little practice time. Uh, for example, uh, the Bucks are going to play tonight, uh, FYI. Uh, just just a reminder for everyone, that they actually have a game tonight. Joe Prunty's re-debut. <laughs> That's right. Uh, so so there'll be a lot of people at that press conference. Just uh, so, yeah. <laughs> so, so they have a game tonight. Uh, they have a game on Friday. They have a game on Saturday. And then they go on a five-game West, Western Conference road trip, which is their most difficult road trip of the entire season. Uh, you might have noticed that I didn't, Mentioned a whole lot of days of practice there, Chu. Uh, there's not going to be a whole lot. Like If you have a back-to-back, you're not practicing after that one. So they're maybe going to sneak in a day or two of practice uh, if they eventually figure out that you know they want to have Doc Rivers as their head coach. Uh, Doc maybe gets Thursday, part of the day Friday, and then you're kind of in the schedule. So it is really difficult. Uh, the reason why I said last week would have been great, they had – Two off days before they went to Cleveland on Wednesday. They had two days after that. Uh, they played the Detroit Pistons, which is similar to a practice game, uh, twice over the weekend. So that would have been a nice spot for it. Now it's a little bit more difficult. Uh, but ultimately, I think when you look at this Bucks team in particular, they are uniquely suited for this task because, one, they ran a totally different thing last year. Uh, on offense and defense, they're running totally different things. This year, they're running totally different things. And as I mentioned in our first segment, like the first four games of the season, they were doing one thing defensively. Griff has made it a priority, uh, or had made it a priority, to try to do different things on the defensive end. And a lot of those things didn't work. Uh, so there, there's the idea that, like, well are you really changing something if it wasn't even working anyways? Like, we're going to have to start a new no matter what. Even if Griff was still here, we are still going to be looking for whatever it is we are trying to do. So is it really that different? Um, so it's going to be a lot. It is a it is a difficult undertaking. But with the level of talent that they have on both sides of the ball, I think that makes things a little bit easier. And honestly, the, the modern NBA game 
is pretty simple offensively when you have guys like Dame and Giannis. Just roll the ball out and play pick and roll. And you will figure things out from there. And, and, and that is something that Adrian Griffin was pretty reticent to do. He was trying to build a more robust offense. Uh, but as far as offensively, you can make that work pretty simply. Defensively, they have a lot of work to do. Uh, but they, they have 38 games to try to get it done. Well, and I was saying the All-Star break. Can't you go to the All-Star break and then on the other side of that be like, all right, we should see them pretty much firing on all cylinders, at least close to after that. I mean, I, maybe it's because it's a nice round sure. uh, date, right? It's February 18th, so it's mm-hmm. essentially a little less than a month away. Um, like you said, with a lot of games in there. I do want to talk about um, the Giannis factor because famously Giannis was involved in this guy getting the gig. There was talk about Nick Nurse. I believe it was you guys or somebody else out there who reported that Nick Nurse was one of the finalists for the Bucks gig. Maybe management and ownership wanted to go that direction, but Giannis kind of deferred to Adrian Griffin. How much say should he have in the next guy coming in? And maybe there's no conversation. Maybe it is Doc Rivers' job to lose and there won't be a lot of like, well, maybe this guy would be good. Maybe that guy would be good. How much should Giannis input on this decision now? I mean, I think it always matters what the big fella's thinking. I think that's been true throughout. I think it's of more importance when he's up for an extension. Uh, So (laughs) this summer, you know, when he's hinting about, oh, you know, I don't know if I want to stick around anymore. I don't know if we're doing what we need to do to be a championship caliber team. Okay, that's when you make the decision to, to go get a new coach. And then you listen to him as he's doing that. And then that's when you go out and you go get Damian Lillard because he's still hinting at, I don't know if I want to be around. Uh, he has signed an extension. And again, he can demand a trade tomorrow if he wants. Like if he's unhappy, he could demand a trade and that's just going to be how it goes in, in the modern NBA. Um, but I, I don't know that it's a it's a situation where, especially after how poorly it went with Griff, um, where you're you're taking a whole lot of his stock because... One, you don't have a ton of options. And two, you got to f- try to find a way through. And, and when you're looking for a way through, you probably need an experienced hand. You need someone that's been there, done that, that can manage egos. And, you know, as you're looking through all these different things, it's not that there isn't other people out there, right? Like the Bucks were interested in Kenny Atkinson as well. That's someone that we reported is, you know, someone that they will consider. How does that work? How does that work in the middle of the season after you fire? Because Kenny's got a job. He's an assistant coach, I'm assuming, because it's a head coach opening. If the Bucs wanted to talk to him, they could, but it's like... You'd have to ask for permission, and the Warriors would have to give you permission. Even though he's an assistant to a head? Yeah. Okay. They would have to give you permission to interview him and and do all those things. So, like, you'd have to go through all of that, but that's why that's a, a second level concern. And your first level concern is... You know, as we reported, taking care of the front front runner for the job and making sure that you get Doc Rivers in the seat here in Milwaukee. Yeah, what about I, the staff? I, <laughs> because, I mean, like, yeah, I mean, most staff. Sam Cassell's are, been his right hand man, and obviously Sam's got a job out in Boston. Sure. Like, how how does I mean? Are, are there other people he can bring in? Does I mean, he just mid, kind of inherit the staff. Mid season staffs are going to be hard. Like that, that's just going to be even more difficult because, again, if you're associated with a certain head coach, you've probably taken a job like Sam Cassell elsewhere. I mean, you look at a guy like Charles Lee. He was associated with Bud. Bud doesn't have a job anymore, so where do I go? All right, I'm going to find the best job possible, so he goes to Boston. So that's going to be more difficult because even the guys that he might want probably have jobs elsewhere, and they're not leaving midseason. So um, I would say you're going to see the Bucks try to work on that and try to make sure that he, he can try to get some of his people in here as well. But 
what you can do is pretty limited in the middle of a season. We are sitting in the studio with Eric Name, who is talking about the Bucks' big move at the head coaching position. And, of course, we have talked about how Doc Rivers' name is being thrown out there. The big criticism of Doc Rivers is his playoff record. We know he has the title under his belt. Don't want to take that away from him. But I have said this morning, the coaches who would be available right now, they all sort of have a flaw. Mm-hmm. They all sort of have a thing on the cons side of the list. What? Um, Tom Pellicero reporting that Joe Barry's out. What? <laughs> I can't take this. I thought work was going to get easier. I'm sorry, Eric. I'm sorry. I know we brought what? you in here. Like, there's just. I, I, have a really I, I looked good down on my Twitter page, about... and, like, I know, but I mean, I'm sure I... it was a great question, Jen. I just felt like we needed yeah, to get that out there as soon as we possibly could. Wow. Okay. Can we react to that in just a moment? Tom Pelissero reporting a change in Green Bay. Sorry. I'll make Joe Barry will quick. not return as the Packers' defensive coordinator per sources. We do trust. Uh, Tom Pelissero is a fantastic reporter over for the NFL Network. Spent a long time in Green Bay as well. Okay, but I do want to get to that mm-hmm. because it would appear to me now as though you kind of have to go with the lesser of all the evils when it comes to guys' resumes. Uh, what say you about one, the flaws on resumes, and two, kind of building the staff around you to support or uh, fill in those gaps, fill in those holes. Yeah, I mean, so I think with Doc, it's clear, obviously, he's had a number of playoff series where they've taken a lead and not been able to close it out. You, I think you worry about some of the same things that you worried about with Mike Boonholzer, you know, like the lack of adjustments and, and things like that. But what you are leaning on and leaning into is his character, his leadership, uh, to me, there's a level of gravitas that he has that he can say tough things. Like, if he needs to tell Giannis, like, hey, we need you to give up the ball a little bit more so Dame can feel more involved, he can say that. And if he needs to tell Dame, hey, we need you to be more active off ball when Giannis has the ball in his hands, he can say that. I, I think a number of those co- those tough conversations between those two guys in specific, like the two superstars, I don't think have happened at the highest level. You know, a big part of the story that we, we wrote yesterday is about Dame's frustration in this role, trying to figure out, like, I'm not the guy anymore. What am I supposed to do? How do I do this? And and maybe to some extent, and Giannis has mentioned this recently, not feeling wanted, not feeling needed and that's something that I think a, a coach as experienced as Doc, who's coached as many stars as Doc has, uh, can really help out in, in that regard. So there is definitely the playoff warts. There is definitely the idea that maybe he doesn't quite tactically adjust at the pace that he needs to. But I, I think if you're looking at the Bucks' problems right now, it's a lot more about system building and making sure everything makes sense in the ecosystem that you've created makes sense here as a as a whole for for all of your stars eric i don't i don't want to put you on the spot sorry jen but real quick has this ever happened to a top three team in the league at the start of the season where they fired their coach halfway through and have how close have they come to winning a championship yeah i mean so the most recent example would be david blatt with with the cleveland cavaliers um they fired him Ty Lue took over i think they were 30 and 11 very close very similar records they okay. were 30 and 11 um so it, it's been done it, it, and that cavs team was successful as every lebron cavs team is um so <laughs> I, I think that's honestly if you're looking for like the example in what gives you confidence that you can do something like that i think that plays a big role is that like hey we have seen it happen with a superstar before where we've done that. And to be clear, Ty Lue was on that staff 
He was someone that they trusted. He was already there. So this is still a different situation and something different. But I think ultimately you're hoping that the talent that has led you to this 30-13 and 13 record with schemes that you don't love hopefully can lead you to a championship with schemes that maybe you like a little bit better. Before we let you go, Eric, and we do need to let you go shortly, I'm seeing a lot of love on the ESPN Milwaukee Talk and text line for Terry Stotts. I think, again, to a man, I've never heard anyone say a bad thing about right. Terry Stotts, right? And so it was a red flag. Maybe it should have been more of a red flag when he decided to walk away from what we all looked at as, this is a hell of a roster, this is a hell right. of a team, it looks like they could have a lot of success, and he decided to walk away. Any chance he would have an opportunity with the Milwaukee Bucks? I mean, I think that's a relationship that's obviously good with them. Like, they were able to bring him in in the first place. I, I think it's just a matter of if that's the opportunity that he's really after. Because uh, before, there might have been the idea like, oh, you know, maybe if it doesn't work out with Griff, I could be the head coach. Uh, you're not going to be the head coach. He Do- Doc's the head coach. He didn't want to stick around to find out. No, he did not. <laughs> that's how bad it was. Uh, that That is correct. It, it, it went poorly enough that he got out before that could even become a reality. So I think the relationship with the organization is still great. Terry loves Milwaukee. He's been here a number of times. He's very comfortable with everyone within the organization. It's just a matter of, one, if he wants to give it another go. He, he gave being an assistant a go after 11 years as a head coach. It didn't work out so well. He didn't love it. I'm curious if he thinks it could go better this time around with Doc around. Eric Name, fantastic stuff. We appreciate you hanging out with us here on Jen, Gabe, and Chewy, really giving us some perspective and hoping to kind of roll this sucker forward as we continue to follow the developments with the Milwaukee Bucks. If you're just tuning in, there is breaking news out of Green Bay, according to Tom Pelissero of the NFL Network. The Packers have parted ways with Joe Barry, the much maligned defensive coordinator. We will discuss that right after this. Get your reaction to that news here on Jen, Gabe, and Chewy.